Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us here on King Jordan Radio. It is Friday, April 18th, 2014. And today we're scheduled to have a famous guest by the name of Adina Howard. And uh, we are waiting for Adina to check in. Um, We have a lot of numbers out there. Let's see if she checked in. Uh, Miss Adina Howard, are you with us? I am. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm blessed. How are you? Okay. You always say blessed. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, because I'm blessed. I'm alive. Okay. I'm healthy. I'm filled with joy. Um, I'm married to a beautiful man. God continues to shower me with favor. I'm blessed. I mean, the list is endless. I could go on, the whole interview could go on about how blessed I am, but I don't think that's what you want to do. So basically you're saying you appreciate what you have, you appreciate that you're not in the street, you appreciate that everything is going good because it could always be worse. Am I feeling that? Absolutely. I appreciate, you are so correct. I appreciate the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. You know, and everything that brings that comes my way in this life, it's appreciated because it helps me um, grow and it's made me who I am. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. When did you begin your R&B career? How did that all start out? I started my R&B career. It began on, uh, right before the project came out, the Freak Like Me single came out and the Do You Want to Ride album came out. So that was uh, probably about ninety, about ninety-four. Um, I met with my former manager, and uh, I was introduced to him through um, a friend of mine. His name is Ray, and Ray introduced me to him because he recognized that he couldn't take me where I would like to go in my career. 
So he made sure I connected with somebody who could take me to the next level, and that was Mr. Livio Harris. And uh, sang for him at the a pageant, a beauty pageant here in Arizona. He liked right. what he heard. Flew me out to California and started working on a demo, a photo shoot, and things just started progressing from there. Now, tell me if you agree, that 95 era when your CD dropped, we had some great music back then compared to now, and I'm in my early 30s, you know, close to your age. We had Naughty by Nature, Michael Jackson, Boys to Men. I mean, you just don't get that kind of, you know, you know that, that kind of music these days. No, we don't. We don't. It was The 90s definitely was an awesome era for music, for sure. And I mean, you can listen to Mont- a lot of it now. Montel Jordan was doing his thing. Oh, you yeah. You know, a lot of great sing- singles, especially in that 95 era. Julio was doing his thing. I mean, just so many good hits, and especially your hit. I mean, I would listen to that joint. I'll tell you, I would listen to that joint three to four times a day. It was like it was an addicting song. It was just something you had to have. If if, if, if there was an iPod back in the day, I would have had that on uh, at least four different versions. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. How did that, that song and how did that song come about because it's one of the best songs in in history let's face it thank you um that song came about because my because olivio sitting down with mass order and basically just letting them know who i was as a person at that time and he just broke it down for them with some of the, you know, some of the experiences he and I had, you know, experienced together, you know, being out and about, and sure. some of the experiences I shared with him um, about my personal life, because he was trying to get to know me to try to figure out how to um, market me. And um, once he sat down with them and explained to, th- to them who I was, they were able to custom make, you know, custom write a song for me. So Freak Like Me is customized. It's it's an Adina Howard original. It was written for me and only me. It wasn't a song that was laying around and they were just, you know, waiting to find somebody to sing it. Yeah, and what's great about that song, you're really not hating on nobody. You're really not cursing and cussing nobody. It's just a really good, feel-good song. You know what I'm saying? And that was the thing about the 90s music, though, for, you know, for especially for R&B. Um, it wasn't about, you know, being jealous or spiteful or hateful or disrespectful. It was just about good music, having a good time, and just being free to just live and just be. And people were telling a story back then, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now they're just rapping about themselves. With all due respect, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not all of them, but some of them, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, just, you know, everybody has has their little thing how they want to represent themselves in the industry, and you know, if it works, it works. Did you know that um, that single and that album would blow up like that when you first uh, when you first signed on with it? 
I had no clue. I didn't know what it was going to do. I didn't have um, this this thought in my head that I was going to be successful. I, I just was like, you know what? This I'm doing music. This is something that I enjoy doing, and whatever comes of it is what comes of it. I'm just going to enjoy the ride for what it's worth. And I was blessed to have a successful project, and you know, hence why I continue to say I'm blessed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's an excellent point right there. But, um, okay, uh, Warren G., you worked with that yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Tell me how that all started. Oh, man, the Project Super Cop came about, and um, at the time I was doing my thing, and Warren and I had met prior, you know, prior to doing the song because, you know, when you're in the industry, you tend to meet people. and. Sure. uh he thought I was a good fit for it, and I was asked if I wanted to do it. And, of course, for me, it was, uh, why not? You know, I, I love Warren G. I, it, 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 to me, it was just a perfect fit. Mm, I could definitely see why you would uh, say that. Now, um, are you performing anywhere on East Coast, West Coast, so maybe the, the listeners, uh, they're in their respective areas, maybe they could come and see you? Absolutely. The 25th, oh, yes, April 25th, I'm in Reno at Bodega Live in Ultra Lounge. The 26th nice. and 27th, I am in the Bay Area at the Black Repertory Group Theater. Two shows on the 25th, I'm sorry, on the 26th, and then one show on the 27th. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of next week, I'll be on the road getting it in. And then May 9th, I'm going to be, I believe, in Oklahoma City. Let me double check. No, they have they me all over the place. They need some energy there, you know, <laughs> talk to the people in Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is it's just oh my goodness! I love the South though. The South is awesome. Well, you gotta so, come to over here in New York. That's what's happening. You know, that's where I'm I at. Love, I am not opposed <laughs> to coming to perform and and be in anybody's city. I love I love meeting people. I love you know being around the people who appreciate what I do. That's so, right. It's, it's one of those things that if I'm invited, I am definitely coming. The only thing that would keep me from coming is if they don't have the business correct or if I've lost my voice. It's got to be the right situation for all parties, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we want everybody to benefit. Okay. Tell me about your album, Switch. Is that the name of it? The Switch Up? Yes. The single is Switch. The album's called The Switch Up. The switch up basically is self-explanatory. It's um, I'm I'm flipping it on on everybody. I'm switching it up, showing them huh. that even though you know I, I still have some of you know the sexual sensual stuff on the project. However, um, there'll be some there'll be some nice surprises on on the switch up because a lot of people don't really know that I can sing. Uh, for some reason, but which is cool, but it's going to really showcase 
my my vocal gift. So it's it's gonna be nice. You have some up tempos, some you know, some ballads, some mid tempos, some that those grooves. But it'll definitely be um something that's unexpected. Yet they there will be some jewels on there that, you know, that the the core fan base will receive because I know that they have to have the classic Adina Howard. How do you feel about um Rihanna? Is that I like love today's her. Of, that's how I look at it. Today she's like reminds me of you. In, yeah, in she our is way. my little she is my little offspring. Yes she is. <laughs> I love Riri. I think she's awesome. I um I've not had the pleasure of meeting her, but I every chance that I do get to, you know, catch her, you know, on television and whatnot, I definitely make sure I'm right there looking at her and, and rooting her on from a distance. I think she's very talented. I think she's come a long way and I'm very pleased and very proud with how she's handling her business. What's your thoughts on Pharrell? I love Pharrell. <laughs> it's Are so you interesting happy? because Oh, I, you know what? That is one of my favorite songs. That and is definitely one of my favorite songs. Genius. He's a marketing yes, genius. He is. Yes, because, he is. You know, Pharrell wrote a song for me years ago. Um tell me about when he was with Huh? Tell me about that. It, it's interesting because before and I can't think of the group Neptunes. Before right. um they he you know, the Neptunes became extremely popular, they submitted a demo to me and the music did not go with the project and I wasn't really open to his kind of music at the time so I did not accept it for my album. Only right. to and actually the crazy part about it is I still have the demo. Wow. Yes, yeah, I still have the, and that's crazy. I still have it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, but I think so he's amazing as an artist. Yes, because that song Happy it gets in people's heads and as summer's coming up, he drops it around winter, you know, people are just, it's still they're still loving it. It's the most played on the uh uh, free on demand on Optimum Cable over here in New York. So just the way he made that song, you know, you could have kids listening to that. You could have old people listening to that. You know what I'm saying? It has it has that beat for everybody. It's universal. It's definitely it's universal. universal. Yeah, and exactly. I'm I, I'm a fan. I bought it. It's it's uploaded to my phone as we speak. So, yeah. <laughs> and he wrote a lot and of when I, and when I'm and trust me and when I'm in the grocery store or if I'm no matter where I am if I put that song on I put my earbuds in and I'm I'm getting my dance on and I'm sure people are looking at me like what is she listening to but it just it just <laughs> makes you feel good it just makes you start wanting to dance and not caring if anybody's around exactly exactly it's just basically it's kind of old school, but it has the new school flavor mixed in with it. You know, yes, that's how I, I, that's agree. How I look at it. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about some uh, some big artists that, that we lost. Uh, let's start with Whitney Houston. 
2011, she passed away in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, do you have any memories of, of Whitney Houston's music, or did you ever meet her, or anything about Whitney? You know, I, of course I grew up on her music. Um, I, I, I felt she was an amazing talent. I think it was, you know, we all have vices, and I think that her vices got the best of her, and I think it's really sad that we lost such a talented person um, so young in such too. a tragic way. Yeah, and, it, you know, and my dad is a recovering drug addict, so it's one of those things that yeah. to, to, to have a personal experience. Come again? Happy to hear that he's recovering. Yeah, yeah. So to to have a personal experience, um, to be able to witness something having such a strong hold on a loved one, it's and you there's nothing you can do about it. You just hope and pray and pray and pray and pray that you know they're able to to shake it. Um, but at the end of the day, her purpose was served. And she blessed everyone with with her presence and her gift, and she did what she was supposed to do, and it was her time. Um, I'm just grateful that I was able to be present while she was still alive, and I I did actually see her in person. However, um, I did not get to meet her. So, but I'm grateful for you know for the opportunity to just. Now, she has some signature songs. What on this new album would you say is your signature song? Oh, my goodness. We haven't even finished the project completely yet. Um, (laughs) So it's kind of hard to say right now because we Mm -hmm. haven't finished the project in its entirety. So there's still some things coming in. I actually have a producer sending me a song this weekend called Damn, and we'll see. But there's, you know, there's a potential song called Closure that might make the project. I'm not quite sure if I want to put it on, on the switch up yet. Um, mm-hmm. But that that is, that's I call that my Grammy song. It's very, right. uh, it, that, it's my Grammy song. It, it, I will be receiving, I claim my victory, I will be receiving my Grammy because of that one, that song right there. Um, so closure might be one of those songs that it's going to blow people's minds. It's a, it's definitely a classic. Um, I think switch is is another one that you switch. know mm-hmm. switch if promoted properly, you know, and marketed the way that it's supposed to be marketed. If the label steps up to the plate and and they do what they're supposed to do, that will be another one. That will be a classic and, and will definitely be one of those gems that people will remember. And uh, how do you feel about the people, you know, downloading music and things like that? Are you bothered by it? That someone would I am take a your right? Bit. Mm-hmm. I am. I am. I, it, it bothers me a little bit because it's one of those things that nobody wants money to be taken out of their pocket. Exactly. You know, and and I think it's sad that a lot of people don't recognize that that's what it is. That's like going to work and them not counting the hours that you worked. And when you get your paycheck, it's not there. 
and they're saying to you, you know, and you're telling them, look, you missed some money. I, I worked for this. You need to put that money back. I know it belongs to me. And they're like, oh, you know what? Oh, well, next time, maybe next time we'll get you. You know, so and it's like, well, no, I earned that. Like, well, don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no. no, yeah, you work hard, and people are just downloading it, downloading it, and uh, but it, you it, know, they uh, won't get it until it affects them, and that's exactly. the, that's usually the, you know the situation with anything that you don't you can't grasp it or wrap your head around it until it affects you in a personal manner. Now, once it affects you in a personal manner, then you'll get the memo, the light will come on. He's like, oh, now I get it. Right, when you're looking at it from the outside, it's a different effect. When you're actually right. dealing exactly. with yourself, then then all of a sudden, you know, everything seems different, you know. But, um, Absolutely. You know, I think you have your own YouTube channel, right, and everybody else that has Adina, it's definitely, I'm sure most of it is done in a complimentary way, but the fact of the matter is this is a business and those other ones should be shut down. So uh, if they want to hear, you know, the new track, Switch, or they want to hear Freak Like Me, they go to your YouTube page, and that's it. Well, you know, in a perfect world, but, <laughs> but uh-huh. you know, it, that's not the case. That's not the case. Um, so I don't stress about it at all because right. at the end of the day, it is what it is, and the music's out there. And if that brings, if I can't, you know, get the money from them downloading the song, maybe it'll come through them, you know, showing up at a show. You know, I just, at this point, it's 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 kind of pointless to stress about something that, you really can't get a hold, you know, a handle on until they figure out a way to get a handle on it. I don't have time to stress about the small stuff. No doubt. Uh, you'd be, uh, you know, that would be uh, bothering you all day. It's not worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it really, really isn't. Wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, another person that I want to ask you about uh is the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Uh, what was your uh, impressions of Michael Jackson, the singer who passed away in June 2009? Man, I grew up with little Michael, and, <laughs> you know, it, it was just one of those things. I remember, because I'm originally from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I remember oh. the Jackson Fives coming through Michigan. And I believe they were coming through Grand Rapids, and I remember an article being in our local newspaper. And I cut the article out, and I put the article under my pillow with the hope that if I put the article under my pillow, I would either be able to go to the concert or he would show up at my door and love on me. Needless to say, neither one of those things happened. (laughs) But... (laughs) But... I had the eight tracks, which tells you how, how young I am. But I had the eight <laughs> tracks. I had the sets. I had the posters. I was... Um, how you feel. Isn't huh? that true? It's not how oh, yeah. old you are, how you feel, how you look, you how go. you feel. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. But I was 
a huge, huge fan. And, you know, it was really sad that, you know, Any the song turn of events that took place took his life. Any, oh, my gosh. There's so many songs. <laughs> There's so yeah, many songs. I mean, you like I said, I'm, I'm from, I, I started with Jackson 5. So right. when you talk about Jackson 5 to, to Michael Jackson's, you know, last Solo. project, it, it, right. it's, I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Dirty Diana is one of my favorites. Oh, um, wow. Let's see. Say, 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 which, you know, one of my songs is one of my favorites with, that he did with Paul oh, McCartney. Okay. The Girl is Mine, by, you know, that he did with Paul McCartney is one of my favorites. So, I mean, literally, there's his discography. Did you get the remix in 208 that he did with Well, I Am? Um, did I? I'm not quite sure. I don't think so. Yeah. Because when they came out with the remixes after he passed away, was it the remix after he passed away or before he passed away? This is, yeah, a year before he passed. It was the 25th anniversary special. And Will I Am and Kanye did some cuts. Uh, uh, and Akon did uh, Want to Be Starting Something by himself. But no, Michael and Will I Am yeah. did uh, The Girl Is Mine. Really sounded neat. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to have to Google it and listen to it because I didn't hear that one. I like, you know, I'm, I like his, you know, his old, his older stuff, his classics. Rock with you. You know it. You know it. <laughs> I have actually, I have um, off the wall. Uh, downloaded in my computer. So, right. oh yeah. And it's actually and I think it's video, in my phone too. The videos he always made were like movies. That's what people uh, also liked. Like you see, remember the time you got uh, mm-hmm. Matt Johnson in there, Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy, uh, that princess. You know, it's a whole story that he's telling. So it was co- really cool, you know. He MJ. was just a very unique artist. He was a very unique artist, very talented, you know, yes. gifted individual. And again, it's sad that you know the turn of events took his life because, you know, he had his vices. And and at the end of the day, your body can only take so much. And once it's gotten to that breaking point, you know, it is what it is. But, again, yeah. I'm grateful that I was able to be a witness to, you know, one of the greatest that ever lived. You could imagine, though, if you're Michael Jackson and the mean press and meet stories every day, are constantly picturing you, misquoting you, and saying that. I, I'm sure you had that yourself, but Michael Jackson, who's top three of all time, I'm sure had a lot of suffering through that because they said a lot of nasty things that were not true at all or, or over-exaggerated. Yeah, I, I'm sure that it took a toll on it really does. It really, really does. Because the one thing that I've learned um, is people have expectations, and they have expectations of everyone, be it, you know, a celebrity, their parents, their siblings, you know, their coworkers, their boss, whomever. And sometimes the expectations are unrealistic. 
And the one thing that I always say is expectations ruin relationships, you know, because they tend to set the expectation high. And, you know, when they can't meet that expectation, then there's a disappointment that steps in. So it's one of those things that we need to just allow people to be human and allow them to be their perfect imperfect selves and and recognize that, you know what, we all are not going to meet expectation. So get over it. And regardless of who that celebrity is, they're still human. They still bleed, you know, and you can't expect them to be some superhuman because you see them singing and dancing and whatever else they do. No question. No question about it. Um, were you fan of were you a fan of Tupac music, Biggie? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything in particular? Of, I have to say some of some of the best rap that exists. Yes. Um man, see, I have to go back. You're asking me to go back and my brain is tired right now. Um <laughs> I had some Pac stayed in the studio, and of course, Biggie's first album was was ridiculously Big amazing. Oh yeah! So I mean, for me, both of their you know both of their projects, regardless of what they put out to me, every single that they put out was was a hit, and even some of the quote unquote B sides, you know. Right, right. Hits. What about that song they put out, Dear Mama? I found that very touching. How about you? Absolutely. For him to allow himself to be that vulnerable, I, I thought was um, very, very courageous because, um, yeah, I'm still working on being that vulnerable, you know, putting myself out there to express, you know, the ups and downs of my relationship with, with the family, you know, with my parents, with the family members. just, I mean... It takes a lot of courage to do that. Yeah. Courage, guts, will, pride, everything. And he did it, and he did it in a very classy way, which was, you know, something that a lot of people appreciated. And on top of that, I think a lot of individuals experienced, you know, he wasn't the only one that had that experience. And I think that's one of the reasons the songs probably did so well, because other people have walked a mile in, you know, similar shoes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever thought of maybe, you know, using your social media, maybe uh, doing something on YouTube, like a weekly show, just to keep your name out there, you know what I'm saying? Is that thought ever You know, I don't have, honestly, I don't have... The the attention span oh, to do okay. that. I know. I know. I just, I, you know, <laughs> to be honest with you, I when I can get to it, I can get to it. But I have so much going on, and then I'm a very private person at that. So right. to constantly just be out there, and this is what I'm doing, and this is where I'm at, and you know, and hey, I just I don't have it in me to do that on a regular basis. I like my privacy. I like to just, I like to be lazy. 
and social media requires a lot of energy. Oh, so yeah. when I can do it, I do it. And for those who follow me on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, especially YouTube, I apologize because I'm so lazy with that. Um, <laughs> the, my, the people that follow me, they're so patient, and I'm so grateful because if they weren't patient with me, I wouldn't have, the, you know, the numbers that I have. Because, oh. like I said, I'm I'm lazy. I'm lazy, <laughs> and I just, I get home, the last thing I want to do is be social. So I sit, you know, I come home, because I, I, I work as a, as a chef as well. So uh-huh. when I get home from my long day of, of cooking, I want to come home, get off my feet, and meditate and relax with my family. And if I have it in me to check Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, then I will, and even Instagram, I'll do it. But it's not, I'm not like like that fixture in social media to the point where I'm everywhere. That's not your number one priority, in other words. No, it's not. It's not. I'm I'm still old school. I'm you know I'm 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 learning <laughs> this you know and not, not that I'm learning but what'd you say? Uh, you remember when cassette tapes were hot, right? <laughs> Look, I remember when eight tracks were hot. What are you talking about? I'm I'm you know I'm not you know oblivious to social media. I'm very savvy when it comes to it. I'm just not the one to be social like that. I've just I've not ever been that social. So it's well, kind of difficult for me. To, you can't hire a ghostwriter. That's what a lot of these. Uh, but you know what? People, I don't like that. You want it authentic. I don't. I, I have a very difficult for me. I have a very difficult time with that because if somebody asks me a question. I want to personally right. answer the question. If someone says hello, then I want to say hello. And if that means they have to wait probably a week for me to say hello, <laughs> <laughs> then at least they know it's me saying hello. You want it to be because real. I communicate differently than a ghostwriter would communicate because I have right. my little um, the, my little phrases, key phrases and words that I say. So unless somebody listens to me intently and they know me inside out, there's no way that they can tweet for me or Facebook for me. It just it's That's not going to happen. You could always tell it'll when sound, it's sound contrived. You huh? could always tell when somebody has a ghostwriter working yeah, for them. Yeah, it sounds contrived. It, it sounds very cold. It's very cold. Very right. impersonal. Right. Even if there's a little mistakes here and there, it looks better because like it looks like it's coming from the artist. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm meticulous too, so it's one of those things that I will, you know, like most of us will correct ourselves like, "Oops, my bad. I meant to say this." <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm sure you know this group probably um Run DMC. What's your opinion on them? Yeah, come on now. One of the greatest <laughs> rap groups that ever, you know, graced our presence. 
in the music yes. industry, in the entertainment industry. And I God mean, bless with his soul who passed. Um, I don't have his name if I'm drawing a blank with his I, name. I just know Run DMC. I know who you're talking about, though. It's, yeah, um, God bless I mean, I, I lived, I was born, I'm just going to tell it, I was born in 73, so I'm <laughs> 40 years old. Or I was 40 years young. And right. I, you know, I've had the opportunity to just be around the different eras of music where it's just been amazing, absolutely so, amazing. Were you ever interested in Lionel Richie? Are you serious? Come on now, absolutely. Oh, okay. I mean, there's Lionel Richie, there's Billy Ocean. See, I'm telling my age, wow. I told you I was 40. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, and I miss Billy Ocean. I'm like, I need him to come back and, and you know, do some music or some concerts or something. Um, man, culture. But club. you were born in the right uh, music era. Human League. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I had the 80s and the 90s. Exactly. And you, you had know. to recognize. As a matter of fact, let me do one better. I had the 70s too, because <laughs> growing up, my mother played, you know, 70s music. So I had. Three decades, plus you know, you know the new the UK. So I've just been blessed to listen to great music. And honestly, even though the quality of music in the new millennium is not what our music used to be, there's still some gems out there. You have Lettucey, you do have Rihanna, you have Beyonce, you have Katy Perry. I love me some Katy Perry. Um, you have you have Jay Z, you have Kanye West. There's so much, you know. In spite of what's out there, you know, some of the crap that's out there, you still have some awesome artists, and then even some of the independent artists that aren't even being recognized for their talent. Oh, you know, Brandy is still banging. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me ask you though, uh, Chris Brown. He had some issues with Rihanna. Obviously, know about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2007, he he struck her. We don't know what led up to it. We, nobody was there but them. But the problem is, he keeps getting into trouble. Uh, what's your take on that? Karma. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it is. It's karma. You know, you can't do dirt and expect not to get dirty. You know, so it's it's karma. I just hope, I mean, the same with Justin Bieber. Karma. Yes. It's one of those Justin things, Bieber. I think, getting too much too soon and having people around you who are not of integrity um, right. can lead up to you be getting into the kind of mess that they've gotten themselves into because they're surrounded by yes people. You know, the people that are, the majority exactly. of the people that are around them are individuals who are benefiting. So they don't want to tell them no. They don't want to correct them. They don't want to be responsible for taking something away from them when, you know, everybody's giving it to them, whatever that may be. So, you know, everybody's walking on eggshells because if they're that person, that no person, then in their minds, You know, all of this traveling and all of this, you know, spare change I'm getting, 
you know, and all of the, you know, this, the, the leftover women or whatever the case may be, I won't benefit from that anymore. So let me just go with the flow and continue to, you know, hurt this individual. Because all it's doing is harming them. It's not helping them at all. Because if you're not being truthful with somebody about what they're doing, if it's not helping, right. then, you know, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're part of the problem as well. So it's the karma and it's, you know, the people that they have around them. And until they see that, it is what it's going to be. Oh, and I have, honestly, I don't have anything negative to say because everybody's journey is what it is. So until they come to a crossroads and they have to decide, then, you know, all you can do is just pray for them and, and hope that they'll get the memo. That's, that's well, very well said. But there's a lot of people that would say, you, you know what, they're going to get a lot of, quote, unquote, media attention. And some people like Justin Bieber might be doing it for the media attention. What's your thoughts on that? Well, if that's what they're doing it for, if that's what he's doing it for, then again, at the end of the day, that's a life that he's living. And that's the life that he wants to live. I'm not one to judge anybody because I live in a glass house just like everybody else. So I'm not going to look at, you know, the needle in somebody else's eye when I got a plank in mine. You know, I'm not, I can't, I can't judge. I just hope that at the end of the day, um, it works out for the good. That's really all I can, I can say. Well, no question. You know, karma is very good at collecting. I believe in it wholeheartedly, and it sounds like you believe in karma wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah, she's a beast. She don't play. That's why I try to stay on the right side. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that visualization that you do, do, I've been doing that lately. Um, Tell me what you like about it. Meditation? Yeah. Meditation is very relaxing. It's very soothing. Um, it keeps me focused. It keeps me grounded. It keeps my energy flowing. Um, it, it's, it's something that, for me, if I don't do it, I'll be all over the place. And I already have a short <laughs> attention span. So I need to just ground and, and, and stay focused and stay connected to my creator and to, to Mother Earth. So... It's one of the reasons why I do it, because it definitely helps me spiritually, and of course, as well as physically. Okay. Uh, some other groups before we let you go. The Locks. What's your take the on locks. them? Who oh, are the Locks? They, they sang, wow, 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 put your hands together. <laughs> Okay, see, no, um, I don't know what to, I can't speak on it because I don't know who they are. Okay. They were Evidently Rough they're popular. Rough Riders? Well, I know about Rough Riders. You talking about DMX? Yes. Okay, well, yes. I could talk about DMX because yes. so I'm he, a fan. <laughs> yes, yes, and he had some great hits. 
I'm a fan. You know? I'm a fan. Again, it's one of those things. And it's so sad that we have so many talented individuals who get caught up and believe the hype or they get caught up in their vices take a hold of them and right. it just tends to destroy what was what was built but it's you know when i look at life and my belief system you know when it comes to sacred contracts and our purpose um i can't again i i i just have to look at it and say okay this is the life, maybe this was the life that the individual is supposed to be living, to be an example for others of what to do and or not to do. All I can say is I appreciate the talent and that hopefully one day everything will come back together and it all works together for the good and they can be um, a mentor um, or role model to somebody in the most positive way to help other people avoid, you know, the pitfalls that have been made on their, you know, in their lives and, and, and help steer people away, young, old, and in between, away from, you know, those those traps. I've been blessed, oh. again, because I've not <laughs> had to deal with that. You know, I've not yeah. ever, you know, did coke, heroin. You know, I've I've smoked my, my medicinal, you know what I'm saying? I've had uh-huh. my drink of three, but I've not ever is gotten into the hard there? stuff, and I've had it. Huh? Is it is it legal over there, marijuana? It's legal in Arizona, um, but not legal like it is in Colorado, in California. <laughs> but you know it's what? Crazy. It's one of those things. It, it, I, I would stop smoking when it becomes legal, but... Uh, <laughs> But I've not ever gotten into the hard stuff, so, and it's a blessing, you know. It's a blessing that I was, you know, I had my my dad as an example. So seeing my dad go through what he went through, being a witness to um, the control that it has over your life, it definitely kept me mindful of staying away from it, and I could not put my family through that because – I'm, I know for a fact that if I had gotten into um, a situation like that, it would have really torn my family up, and I did not want to be responsible, for, to, you know, for doing that to my family. Were there times in your life that <clears throat> you went, you almost went down that direction? Um, I had curiosity about it. I, for uh-huh. some reason, I had a curiosity about cocaine years ago um, when I first started, but it was not ever something I attempted to do, again, because one, because of my dad, two, because I didn't want to disappoint my family, and three, I had an individual who um, spoke with me one day who um, had a, a, a gift of intuition and he looked at me. We were actually in Europe, and I was, and it was with Warren G. And we were on the road together in Europe. And um, one of his band members looked at me, and he said, "You are to never do coke." He said, "Because if you do, you're done." I said, "Okay." 
He said, no, I need you to understand. You are to never do coke. Because if you do, you are done. Did I stress myself enough? I was like, absolutely, say no more. And the interesting thing about that, after he had conveyed that to me, it had been a, it, it started coming around me. And I had never really? seen it. I had never seen it up until, you know, un, uh, until he said something. And then once he said that, I started seeing it. And people would offer it to me, and it was like, no, I'm good. Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. I, and then, you know, I had one guy, I remember being on the road, and there was a cat backstage, and he was like, you know, he approached me. He was like, you need anything? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He was like, I can get you whatever you want. I said, okay, but I'm, I'm fine. Are you sure? You don't need anything. And I'm like looking at him like, dude, I just told you I'm good. I don't need anything. I don't do anything. So I'm cool. This time that like, you right. were doing your thing with the, with the album? Yes. Or just before mm-hmm. the album? This was when I was doing my thing um, during the project, the album, when it was out. And that's so usually when, you, when they want to get you because you got money and they, and they just know they want to take all your money from you. And they want to <laughs> they want they want to be around the spotlight too. You Absolutely. We're talking about yeah. before. Absolutely. So yes. They see a lot of people that were pushing stuff without saying anybody's name. You know? Did it, Did you see a lot it of that? It's just one of those things. Oh yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to see it being done. But you saw the effects of them being on it, and you know they would be high, and and I I remember going up to one individual and I was like, what are you on? And he was like, oh, I'm on some expensive. He was like, I'm on some expensive stuff, and he was about to tell me, but when he was about to tell me, for some reason he and I looked up and we saw somebody ear hustling, so he didn't he didn't tell me what he was on. But it was it was some some serious whatever it was because I was like, yo, you are out of control right now. And it was right, just, I, the right. stuff that I've seen is just it was mind blowing. I was like, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for keeping me and me having you know the ability to say no and having the, my loved ones around me that hold me to a higher standard. And me holding myself to a higher standard. That's that's good because, you know, who, who, the one who told you to stay away really, you know, it, it, it enabled you in your mind, like, I'm not going near yeah. this shit, no matter exactly. what. Exactly. He I mean, sowed a seed. He definitely sowed a seed. And I was like, okay. Because <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, I have an addictive personality. Yeah. No, I have an addictive personality. So, and I know if I when I when I when I start something, I go hard. I go hard, yeah. and and I knew what he meant by yeah. You, you don't even want to go there because when you, you say you have an addictive personality, are you saying like an OCD type personality? Mm-hmm. Oh my I god! I say I'm borderline yeah. OCD. I say I'm borderline um, OCD, but my family and friends say I'm OCD. I'm the just number one OCD out. person in the world. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I, I, I like trust me. I knew that. Years. I knew that talking. <laughs> I knew that when I talked to you and when you texted me fifty eleven times before the interview. 
I was like, okay. But, but you know what we're like going to say? But, but you know like what we're going to say? We're not going to say it's OCD. We're going to say you, that you're thorough. Because OCD has such a negative connotation that, you know, nobody wants to be OCD. So we'll just say that we're thorough individuals. Right. But I think you might be more thorough than me, though. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) But, you know, it did did hurt me early in the life. Uh, You know, like I said, I'm 33, but... When I was growing up in high school and I was sweating because I was worried about something that, you know, I shouldn't be worried about, you know, and, you mm-hmm. know, checking and looking back and this and that, it, you know, until I saw a doctor, and I'm not afraid to admit it on the air, you know, I, I, the change wasn't ready. You know, I was I was living a, a horrible life, you know until I saw it help. And, you know, at that time, in the 90s, it wasn't so open like it is this day and age. Everybody got OCD, 9 out of 10 people. But you go back to the 90s, you know, I had OCD on the inside. And when I was in high school, I couldn't be telling everybody, you know, I got this thought in my head and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. if I would have had it in this era growing up, I think I could have got the help earlier. So that's my but you know what? At the end of the day, it's better late than never, and it's a beautiful thing because now you can be a mentor, a role model, and and you have the empathy and compassion to be able to help others, and then you have this you know this outlet you know with your your radio show with Blog Talk Radio to be able yeah. to shed some light on it and address it in really help people understand, you know, what it's like and what it's about. Oh, no question. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy from England who had it, figured out a cure, you know, to make a long story short. We brought him on the show, and, uh, you know, he, he, came, he came out with some tape CDs where he's talking throughout the CD, and he's saying stuff like, I want you to close your eyes and move your arms this way. Picture yourself on the beach, and by the time you're done listening to one of the tracks, you're, you're sleeping. It, it really puts you out, it, and it's so beautiful. You know. Yeah, it was very relaxing. I, you know, when I meditate, I try to stay alert um, in the midst of relaxing, and I sit up and not lay down. And trust me, it's hard to stay awake because I know for me, I get the bobblehead when I'm meditating. And I'm yeah. sitting up. It's like it's like oh, oh oh stay 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 aware stay in the present moment don't go to sleep you know so I definitely get it I definitely get it. What does Adina Howard do on a typical uh, day? What's a typical day in the life of Adina Howard? Oh my gosh, the typical day in life of Adina Howard. Um, I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I go to my job. I feed people from six to two. Um, Uh I come home, and I love on my family, but but I meditate first. And and then Uh I I love on my family and take care of them, whatever whatever needs they have that I'm supposed to be meeting on that particular day. I do that. Right. Um, 
And then I have my shows. Like this weekend, I have shows that I have, not this weekend, but next weekend, my apologies, the 25th, 26th, and 27th, I'll have, you know, to hit the road and get on a plane and love on my fans once I get there and entertain them and come home and do the process all over again. So my life is, it's its very simple yet complicated, which sounds really odd um, because I have routine during the week. And then when I'm on the road, that's when Adina Howard, you know, busts out and, and she's, you know, Adina <laughs> Howard. You know what I mean? Right. But home, I'm right. Adina Howard Jordan. I'm not just, I'm not Adina Howard. I know. I'm I Adina wonder. Howard Jordan. I'm a I didn't, I didn't want to say. I didn't know if you wanted either. No, I don't you know, mind. Please. I, you know, I don't mind. I am who I am. You know, this is my life. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to give people perception um, that's that doesn't exist. You know, I'm a Dina Howard Jordan. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a grand. You know what I mean? I am I am multiple people. To multiple people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So That's it's one of those things I have to juggle, you know, my life because as a wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister and, and a, a, an auntie and a godmother, you know, I have to be all of those. You know, I have to be a little bit of everything to everybody, but yet I are still I'm still able to. Hmm? Ever being, are you planning on maybe having one of your own? <laughs> yes, that's that is definitely in the works. That's that's in okay. the game plan. Um, okay. We're we're hoping. <laughs> what would you say? Adina Junior. <laughs> uh, right. I'm actually <laughs> hoping. I'm hoping and praying for boys. Because um, I think I can handle them better help. to have a mini me. You pray for oh, help. Oh man. Oh, absolutely, help. absolutely. Right. You know, that's, spiritual, mental, and physical health, optimal, you know. Um, <laughs> definitely. But, you know, whatever God has planned, I receive it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you also, as we were talking about some of the other artists, uh, one of the artists today that I still think he, uh, he keeps himself relevant is, in my opinion, Eminem. Give me your take. On Eminem, I love Eminem. I think he's just (laughs) fake. I do. Eminem is fly, and he's from Detroit. You know, I'm from Michigan. I'm from Grand Rapids, so we're hop, skipping a jump from each other. We're, you know, we're across the lake. So, um, (laughs) I think he's. I mean, he knows how to work it, and he has um, a machine behind him that makes sure that. He stays relevant because at the end of the day, it's not just Eminem. It's you know, it's the camp that surrounds him. You know, it's the label, it's the manager, it's you know, it's the producers. It's you know, it's a collection of people. The marketing people. And absolutely, it's 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 everyone that makes him who he is, including him. So you know, it's. And he, the fans. You know, I love his uh, and his who and his fans. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Fans. You know mm-hmm. we everybody. It's it's 
Thank you everybody for has, that, right? it plays a piece. Absolutely. Everybody has that piece to that puzzle to, to complete that picture. So, you know, and it's a beautiful thing that he has a complete picture. And, you know, we're all able to witness what happens when everybody comes together and they do their part. You know, you get Eminem who's able to stay relevant. So, you know, I, again, I'm a fan. I love his music. I love it that, you know, he's he's always angry. I, I do look forward to <laughs> him actually finding some, some peace one day. But, you know, at this moment, that's where he is in his journey, and somebody needs that. So, no question. You know, you know, no so, question. You know, kudos to him. Yeah. Uh, any uh, particular songs that you like from Eminem? Like any yeah. one song that you... That, that no, um, what is that? My What's name the is song that he did. Of course, the one with Rihanna, maybe. I was just about to say the one with him and Rihanna, and actually, even the second one that him and Rihanna did. Both of the singles that, that they did together, that's fly. It's apparent I'm, to me I'm, that you look, like Rihanna. <laughs> I am Team Rihanna all day. I'm Team Rihanna all day. Be clear on that one. I'm Go Riri. Hey. So, <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. She's, she's, you know, she's fly. Huh? I'm, I'm going to be interviewing the Dream who wrote um, uh, Rihanna's song Umbrella, which I'm sure you remember. And a yeah, bunch of other that hits. was when I really, Umbrella was the very first song that really turned me on to her. I mean, I knew her songs prior to. But right. it just didn't really grab me. But it wasn't right. until Good Girl Gone Bad that I was like, now mm-hmm. I can rock with you. Huh. Yeah, now I'm in the passenger seat with you, boo, all day. Oh, no question. No question. And, you know, she has the it factor. Oh, yeah, you know, and I, she, I, has the, she has the team because without without the flawless team, you wouldn't know about Rihanna. It's a, it's a, again, it goes back. To, it's it's the collection of people that she has working with her and for her. Because without that, you wouldn't know about her. Because there are a lot of talented people out there who could be equally as successful if they had the right team. No question. Okay, I, I think we might have a caller. Let's see if he wants to talk. Caller, you're on the air? Okay, you're just listening to the show. Okay, Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> Rihanna. I was about to call you Rihanna. Um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Rihanna, can you tell me your website? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've missed Adina Howard. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome here anytime. Um, Thank you so I hope much. You successful, but I want you to tell people that those dates again, so they could remember it if they're listening. Absolutely. In- April 25th, I will be in Reno, Nevada, at Bodega Live um, and Ultra Lounge. 26th and 27th, I will be in the Bay Area 
at the um, repertory Black Repertory Group Theater. And May 9th, I will be in Oklahoma City. That sounds oh, awesome. Oh, my bad. In 16th, and the 16th and 17th of May, I will be in Los Angeles. Your website and I will is definitely be tweeting. Howard.com, right? Your website? AdinaHoward.com, um, my website. Instagram is Adina Howard Jordan. My mm-hmm. Twitter page is Adina Howard. Facebook is Adina Howard Fan Page. Now, the the switchboard, the, you know, like that song in the 90s uh, that we were just talking about, uh, your main song. What Freak you're like saying, me. Freak Like Me. The, the Freak Like Me song on the new album is the switch, right? Yeah, I would I would think so. I would think so. Okay, so people because what people found what people that. don't remember, but I think a lot mm-hmm. of people don't remember because I came out with like afterwards it was t-shirt and panties, nasty grind, and and you know the slower sensual you know baby making music. I had to mm-hmm. bring them back and remind them how I started, and that was with an up tempo. So I had to switch it, you know, switch it back to <laughs> how I started, but give you them a different, you know, give them. I'm cool huh? like that. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like oh, that. Oh, come on now. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring him, I'm thinking I'm about out. the goodies. I'm out. I'm out. Right. da 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 Mhm, mhm. Thank you Group so theory. much. I mean, we go back. I mean, you you, you don't even want to. I mean, we could do a whole week of just talking about old school music. You know, oh, back in the nineties. Montel Jordan had his has been going on. You know, uh, Big Papa uh, from Biggie. He was Cut so close. Awesome. What? Yeah, yeah, and and for me, I just love listening to the hot music while summer was around because over here in New York, you know, it's cold most of the year until summer. So, you know, you're in the park, you're chilling, you know, you're playing ball, you're having a good time. They got the radio out, they're playing Freak Like Me, they're playing I'm Hoover when you call me Big Papa, you know, and that was the day. You know what I'm saying? Mary J. Blige, you know, Method Man and Red Man, you know, is. It's just Wu Tang Clan. I mean, the list goes on. You're in that group. The list goes on. For sure. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, I just oh, yeah. Wish you, I wish you the best. And, uh, you know, I think that things are only going to get better for you. I received that. Thank you so much. I, wish, I, I truly wish you much success. And I thank you so much for taking the opportunity um, to allow me to be on your show. I really well, thank, I thank you for that because you didn't have to find you know take interest in me. So I just want you to know that I'm grateful. Well, I'm grateful for having you, and uh, I hope to come on in a few months again. <laughs> Absolutely, you invite me. I'm 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 right there with you. Sounds good. Okay, Adina, I'll talk to you soon. I'm gonna leave the All fans. All right, with yes, you will. I'm gonna leave the fans with freak like me. And I'll speak to you guys uh, next week. Take care, Adina. Blessings. 
You too. No doubt.